the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There have been times I've posed the question, or at least the scenario, why do we put up with being the frog in the pot as it boils steadily? We need to realize we are being boiled, and we need to jump out before we are boiled. And that is a visual image I reflect on. When I think about what they are afraid is going to happen in Kenosha, Wisconsin, if the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case acquits Kyle Rittenhouse and attributes the death of two men and the shooting of another at the Kenosha riots to what it was, which is self-defense. Hi, I'm Bruce Hooley. It is a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. You can watch the show. Yes, watch the show at 989 The Answers Facebook page. You can also watch it on The Hooley Show Facebook page. I always used to be able to prepare for the show uh, in relative anonymity. Now I have people coming in and checking camera angles and lights and all those things, and then I mess it all up by wearing big, thick, geeky glasses so that I can read my computer screen, and I guess the light like shines off of it. So I apologize if you're watching and you're going, whoa, sending out lightsabers there, Bruce. We are waiting for a verdict in the Rittenhouse case. Uh, this case has captivated the country. Why does it captivate the country? Well, I think, you know, first of all, we can all find interesting a 17-year-old young man who feels compelled to come to the aid of his neighbors. And then on the wrong side of the aisle, on the left side of the aisle, uh, they believe he is the personification of the evil that Donald Trump brought about in America. He is the face of white supremacy. He is the face of privilege. He is the face of vigilantism. He is the face of racism. So uh, that's what it requires to gain a lot of attention. 50% that think one way, 50% that think another way. I understand that delineation and difference of opinion. I fully get that. That's not what uh, I'm aghast at as we wait for the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. What I'm aghast at is that we just assume that there's going to be rioting. And so many things happen in our society so often that, by definition, they cease to be news. I've said before, we don't write about the planes that land. The planes that land are normal. We write about the plane that crashes because that's abnormal. Rioting has become relatively normal. Hence, it has become normalized. Hence, we don't look at it like it's unusual. Hence, we are the frog in the pot as the temperature increases the water ever higher. We need to stop. We need to crawl over the top of the pot and say, rioting is wrong. Now, 
This is a very interesting concept, Riot. Our Constitution allows for freedom of assembly and peaceful protest. Epitomized many times powerfully in world history. Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, lots and lots of times. It's powerful. Peaceful protest is powerful. Violent protest, I would argue, is not as powerful. Violent protest is unlawful. If I have a bad day, if I, let's say, get arrested for speeding on the way home, or a U-turn in an area where you're not allowed to make a U-turn, something innocuous, but it really ticks me off. Now, I could, theoretically, respond to that, what I perceive to be unjust arrest, by going down to police headquarters in whatever jurisdiction I was arrested in, filling up a bottle with uh, flammable liquid, and I could throw it through the window. It could start a fire. I would get arrested. I should get arrested. But if I take 500 people with me, and they all do it too, the chances of us getting arrested are far less so than if one of us does it. Why is that? We don't have enough cops to arrest everybody? We can't muster the force with our military or with our police to stop that kind of activity? I understand when law enforcement is taken off guard. I understand sneak attack, surprise attack. Didn't see that coming. I don't understand how in Kenosha, Wisconsin, businesses can be boarding up their windows for days. And the overwhelming expectation is that if Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty, there will be riots. And I can pretty much guarantee you that if there are riots, there will be video of police officers in riot gear, military officers in riot gear, 500 troops from the National Guard have been called in, and they'll be standing there watching people break the law. This is deemed to be the smartest response to this kind of antisocial behavior. But is it? Is it? I would just like perhaps time for reconsideration of that perspective. I know I'm old enough to remember presidential conventions in Chicago in 1968 when the police pushed back against civil disobedience. And it looks ugly. I've said before, good policing sometimes doesn't look good on film. Right? There's a reason why the saying, you don't want to know how the sausage is made, is a popular saying. Because it's often true. You don't want to know how the sausage is made. If you disobey the law and fail to comply with law enforcement, sometimes the only way for the law to be enforced is with force. Yes. Now, I'm advocating for it to be done judiciously and within the bounds of the law, but sometimes the lines get awful blurry when people are hurling rocks at police officers 
or soup cans because what do you know? I was on my way to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank and a riot interrupted my path to the food bank. And I saw somebody over there who looked poor and hungry and destitute. And so I just decided rather than go all the way out, almost to Grove City, to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank, and leave my donation on the doorstep, I just thought I'd lob it over the top of the cops to the poor, destitute, hungry person over there that I thought could use my can of soup. And I guess my arm's not what it used to be, and sorry, it banged off the head of a police officer. I mean, aren't we going to get just more of this nonsense, more of this lawlessness, more of this anarchy, if we continue to abide it? Are we a serious country? Do we still think of ourselves as a nation of laws? And isn't it interesting that if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty, guilty, the chance of there being riots is far less than if he's found not guilty. And in fact, if he is found guilty and there are riots, it will be by the people celebrating his guilty verdict. So to refresh, they are going to riot if he's found not guilty, and they are likely, if there are riots, when he's found not guilty, or if he's found not guilty, they will also be the same exact people, which pretty much shows you that it's not prompted by whatever happens in that courtroom. They are just antisocial, evil people who are bent on rioting no matter what happens. And the more we allow it to happen, the more it will happen. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. If you have a thought, I'd love to hear it on The Bruce Hooley Show. The jury will have the Kyle Rittenhouse trial to adjudicate today in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the town is on edge, understandably so, because it's a given there will be rioting if Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty. Uh, Most of the legal experts agree that he should be found not guilty, because when the guy who is the star witness for the prosecution, Gabe Grosskreutz, says in court that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot him until Gabe Grosskreutz pointed his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse. That is your textbook's definition of self-defense. And when Kyle Rittenhouse is on video not shooting the other guys until one of them grabbed the barrel of his gun, giving Kyle Rittenhouse every right to believe the guy was going to take the gun and shoot him, and the other guy was shot after he was beating Kyle Rittenhouse over the head with a skateboard, all of that is pretty much the textbook definition of self-defense. But I don't have faith. I don't have faith anymore in our jury system. I think, like most people, my faith in the jury system was severely compromised when O.J. Simpson was found innocent because 12 people were empowered to hear what they wanted to hear, see what they want to see, and act based upon their beliefs that were in total contradiction to the DNA evidence and all the circumstantial evidence. 
In this case, I think the jury's motivation to convict Kyle Rittenhouse is different. Their motivation to convict Kyle Rittenhouse is so their lives aren't ruined. They have been filmed. There is no doubt in my mind that given that the prosecution in this case is clearly anti-gun and clearly anti-Kyle Rittenhouse, if you were a jury member in this trial and the people who were in charge of guarding the secrecy of your identity and your location is the prosecution and you don't give the prosecution the verdict they want, do you really believe in your heart of hearts your identity is not going to be found out, not going to be leaked, not going to be fed to somebody? I wouldn't have that peace of mind. If I were a member of this jury, I would do my duty that I had sworn to do, which is evaluate the evidence and give my free and honest opinion. But I would have my family so far out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, in hiding, and I would probably have already sold my house and relocated elsewhere. And that is a horrible reality for our society today. Uh, We are going to have a trial upcoming here in Columbus, Ohio, of Adam Coy, a former Columbus police officer, who fired his gun and killed uh, Andre Hill. That trial is going to happen. Would you want to serve on that jury? Now, that case is not nearly as cut and dried as this case involving Kyle Rittenhouse. We don't know what went on that night between Adam Coy and Andre Hill. And I'm not taking a position that the shooting was either justified or unjustified. I have some serious questions about what happened in the interaction between those two men that night before Adam Coy's gun was fired. I need to know a lot more about Adam Coy's background. I need to know a lot more about what might have led to what clearly was a lack of imminent threat to Adam Coy because Andre Hill was not armed, just like Casey Goodson. We don't know if Casey Goodson was armed. Casey Goodson was uh, the young man shot in another police shooting. But I need to know what was in Adam Coy's mind, what could have happened. But but the larger issue is you know, serving on a jury is supposed to be noble. It's the foundation of our justice system. But now, do you think the jurors in the Derek Chauvin case really paid attention to the evidence in the case? I'm not sure they did. I'm not sure that they did over and above everything else, over and above their own safety. And you can't have juries fearing that. You shouldn't need to be put in the witness protection program just because you serve on a jury. Serving on a jury, they used to say, is your civic duty. Well, now, honestly, if I were asked to serve on a high-profile jury like that, I wouldn't be asked because my position as a talk show host uh, would disqualify me, I am sure. But... Duty is important to me. But I would view that, or at least I would evaluate that, in terms of a conflict between my civic duty, my duty to the community, my duty to my fellow man to listen to the case, the evidence, evaluate it fairly, render my best unbiased opinion on the person's guilt or innocence, I would view it as a conflict between that very important duty and the number one duty that I have, which is to protect and provide for my family. 
And when doing the civic part imperils the personal part, well, then that's really an unfair evaluation for us to ask citizens to make. So we have to get to the point where people who serve on a jury, like the Kyle Rittenhouse jury, like the Derek Chauvin jury, like the Adam Coy jury, those people have to be assured that they are safe. And the only way they can be assured that they are safe is if we don't so bathe these cases in vitriolic, hyperbolic uh, rhetoric that we gin up anger, discord, and this sense of wrong being taken place such that no matter what the result, somebody's going to be mad enough to go out and cause property damage or cause damage to somebody personally. Um, If Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty, CNN, MSNBC, every mainstream media outlet up to and including individuals like, yes, even the president of the United States, Joe Biden, should be made to pay and be held accountable for things that they have said that are either blatantly untrue or wildly inappropriate. Joe Biden, during the presidential debates on September the 29th, posted a video or a social media posting with an image of Kyle Rittenhouse carrying his rifle with the caption, there is no other way to put it, the President of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. So he was, Biden was talking about Trump, but he used a photo of Kyle Rittenhouse and he called a 17-year-old boy who is yet to stand trial and may in fact be found innocent, he called him a white supremacist. I don't know if it's legal to sue the president of the United States. Joe Biden ought to have to pay for that. Lord knows he and his son have taken enough money from China that they could afford to kick some of it to Kyle Rittenhouse. What is Kyle Rittenhouse's future if he's found innocent? That's another aspect of this. Is Kyle Rittenhouse just going to resume his life and be fine? There's no chance. There's no chance of that. Would you bet on Kyle Rittenhouse if he's found not guilty? Would you bet on Kyle Rittenhouse living to see his 20th birthday? Not doing harm to himself, but would you feel good if you were Kyle Rittenhouse's brother, father, mother, daughter, no, not daughter, but sister, would you feel good about his chances of living to see his 20th birthday if he's found innocent by a jury of his peers in court? If the answer to that is no, we got to take a serious look at what we're doing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 